Welcome, everyone, to the First Presbyterian Church podcast. We are First Presbyterian in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and we are glad that you are here listening with us, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, We hope that your day will be blessed, and may the peace of Christ be with you. You may not know this about me, but I have very poor vision. (laughs) I wear contacts. You've probably never seen me in glasses because I've worn contacts since I was a kid and only really wear glasses at night. But without contacts or glasses, I can't see without some blurriness more than really right about here. I've kind of gotten to the point in my older age uh, where I can't really read anymore without glasses or contacts, uh, which is funny because I used to be nearsighted, so I could read very easily, but apparently as you age, that eyesight gets worse. Have you ever been in the dark or somewhere scary when you haven't been able to see something? Or just if you know that feeling of not having your glasses or your contacts if you have bad vision. Sometimes life can feel blurry. You know that literal sense of that blurriness or that scariness of being in the dark. Well, I think sometimes we yearn for God and our yearning can feel like that blurriness of not being able to see clearly. We feel like there has to be something more to life. We want a word from God. We want to know what to do with our lives and what our lives are all about. But everything is just kind of blurry. We have this vague sense of unease sometimes that makes me remember that blurriness. St. Augustine said, our hearts are restless until they find their rest in God. But that restlessness, that wondering, that pondering, maybe sometimes haunts us. We did a survey at the beginning of the year, and we also did a Sunday where we received questions. And there were a lot of comments about wanting to experience God. How do we connect with God? How do we get that word from the Lord? But most of our lives are spent wandering around in a fog without a light or maybe just not even really aware that there's something missing in our lives. We yearn for God, but we're not sure where to find God. How do we pick out God's voice from all the other voices in our lives? How do we see God? And would we recognize God if we saw God? Surely God is there, so how do we connect? How do we experience? This Lent, we're on a journey. You may not want to go on this journey with me, but we're going. We're on a journey to draw near to God. All of our classes and our Worship and our soup lunches will be focusing on the same thing, which is practicing spiritual disciplines. 
What is a spiritual discipline, you may ask? Well, it is a way to draw near to God. It's a way that people throughout time and in our tradition have found to experience God in their daily lives. So each week we'll be looking at a different discipline, fasting, prayer, listening to God, embracing simplicity, and unplugging. And I hope each week you will use the devotional to guide you into picking a way that you will practice that discipline that week. And then there's space for you to reflect on how it went. These are ways for us to make space for God in our lives so that we keep company with Jesus, as we said earlier. Spiritual disciplines help transform us. They fill that void. They clear away that blurriness in our lives. So you may have heard or intuited that this week's practice is fasting, which we heard about in Acts and in Matthew's Gospel. Fasting may be foreign to many of us. I know that I'm not well-versed in it myself. You may be familiar with the practice of giving up something for Lent. Maybe you've done it. Anybody ever done that before, tried to give up something? But fasting is the voluntary denial of something for a specific time for a spiritual purpose. Biblically, it refers most often to food. And you may know that those of the Muslim faith have a very long fast during the season of Ramadan. You may be familiar with Catholics who give up meat on Fridays or weekends. That's where the whole fish fry thing came from, as you eat fish instead of meat on Fridays. And in the early church, fasting was common for the purpose of freeing up food to give it to the poor and to have space to focus on prayer. Now, fasting from food may not be the right choice for your life this week. If you have health issues that prevent you from going without eating or a history with eating disorders or excessive dieting, um, that may not be the good choice. But you can also give up other things like your phone for a time or I've even heard of people doing a fast from complaining. I tried it once and that's when I realized I complain a lot. If you try it, let me know, because one of the great things about fasting from something is it makes you realize how much you do it. Fasting isn't a diet. It's not meant to make us better according to the standards of the world. If you give up food for a time or a kind of food, again, the purpose is not to lose weight, but to make space for God. I saw on Facebook this week a tweet Anyway, it says, if you're tempted to give up coffee for Lent as a sacrifice unto the Lord, remember that the Lord wants you to love your neighbors well, too. Can you give up coffee and love your neighbor? No. The answer is no. At least for me, it is. Okay, but so that's a joke, but the kernel of truth in it is that fasting, giving up something, is meant for the larger purpose of filling that space with God. Fasting reveals our deep desires and our dependence on whatever we're giving up. 
So how will you fast this week? That's our practice for the week, and the invitation is to, to do it, to draw near to God. For the good news is that God does see, as we heard in Matthew, the God of secret sees you and will reward you. God is always with us and never far from us. We just sometimes need our contacts, our glasses, which are spiritual disciplines here in this metaphor. We need help to see God at work in our lives. So what if we made more space for God through fasting, through giving something, whatever it is up, however teeny tiny, for however short amount of time, maybe our lives would come into focus a little bit more. Maybe we would hear a word from the Lord. Maybe we would be transformed a teeny tiny bit. Maybe we would see God's glory and fall in wonder and awe. So as I said, this week the invitation is to choose a fast, to make space for God. It can be teeny weeny, it can be big. You might try fasting from a food item you're fond of, fasting from a form of media you spend a lot of time on, like TV or social media, fasting from shopping or eating out, fasting as a family. And our soup lunches, indeed, are a form of fasting in a way. It's a way of eating a little bit more simply for a time to help us focus on God. So come, come to our soup lunch and eat and practice. So friends, when we feel blurry, when we feel like we are far from God, know that God is near, just waiting for us to turn and to see and there are ways that our vision can be focused on God. So let us practice. Let us follow. Let us pray. Oh God, as we fast, may we feel the hunger of those who go without food on a daily basis, of those who hunger for healthy food, of those who hunger for justice. May our fast this week lead us to seek you and to hear your call to us. May our fast lead us to make more space for you. May we fast from our self-centeredness, from our complaining, from our anger and our annoyance. Oh God, be with us and fill us with your love. Amen.